Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. On this episode of Don't Blame Me, we have Sasha Peterson as a guest who's sitting right here. We talk about military wives as a callback. We talk about giving blowjobs. And we also talk about a teacher who was wrongly fired. Casper's mattresses are designed by humans for humans. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com blame and using promo code blame at checkout. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Blame Me, season two. Wow, we have a second season. We've officially been picked up by us. Go us. And we have <laughs> such an exciting guest. This has been somebody that you guys have wanted forever. <laughs> and I've been, I've been saying I'm going to introduce her like this um, since we met uh, because nobody can pronounce her last name. So um, introducing Sasha. Which I think should just be the new way when everyone can't pronounce it. But it's I'm Sasha okay with Peter, that. Yeah, Hello. thanks. Hi. I love you. I, I missed you. you. I missed you. Um, if you guys want to see us um, just like, you know, gush over each other, we are filming this for the internet for YouTube. So if you want to um, check it out there, um, you can watch us too. And the World Wide Web. The World Wide Web. The World Wide Web. Um, so yeah, guys, this is our first episode back. And uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm a little rusty. I was just telling Sasha that I've been giving people unsolicited advice. <laughs> That um, I usually don't talk to that much. And I've been like, here, let me help you with your life. So I feel like I really I really need this. Um, and I've been getting a lot of DMs of people who are like, my life is going to shambles. And I'm like, don't worry, I'm here to come back. <laughs> and I feel like you're going to be very good at this. I'm really excited. Because do you want to tell the story about that time um, where, God, was this, come slut Natasha? Where, <laughs> yes. TBT to come slut Natasha, Natasha, where you thought that we, that, um, uh, I was telling the story and Sasha was like, oh, no, no, I've heard this before. You told me this. And then across her face just goes, no, you talked about it on the podcast that, that you didn't tell me. <laughs> so I uh, secretly or not so secretly binge <laughs> Megan's podcast. And I just started talking about things that I would have only known if I listened to it. So I, it was one of those. I'm like looking at her. I'm like, I've never told you that. It was kind of worse than Instagram stalking someone. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a very long period of time. So how many how many podcast episodes are in season that one? That was a lot, a lot, a like lot. a decent number. Yeah, so we would listen to it in the car. <laughs> I live about an hour away from LA, so literally, we would just binge. I love it, podcast, and I I really loved it. It made I was me, very fond of all of the stories. It made me very happy, and it was also funny because it's it's as opposed to like somebody who I don't know, like talking to me like I know you. Like it made me question everything. I'm like, I mean, I definitely could have told you that, but I'm pretty sure I haven't. <laughs> no, which is why I loved it. I just, so um, yeah, I now just you're love on you. it. I love you. 
Ooh, and I was seeing you a lot at that point too, no. so it was just I couldn't get enough of Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's voice was constantly in my head. Oh God, that's annoying. No, I love oh. it. Well, I'm so happy you are here. Um, I'm happy. To you be guys here. might wonder how Sasha and I know each other. Actually, at this point, no one probably fucking wonders how we know each other. I think everybody <laughs> like knows. Everybody knows. Um, um, by the time this is out, our movie will be out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did a movie together called uh, The Honor List. Is what it's called now. I'm okay with it. We had, to, we, had, we had to have a name change, and I finally started stop. I finally stopped calling it honored, which is which is cool. It's good. But um, if you guys want to go download it, we'll have everything listed in the description. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also want you to know when my dad watched the trailer, he was like, "Loved it when you socked that guy in the face," and I was like, "That was not me." <laughs> that's how much we look alike. My own father watched it that and is, thought it was me. That's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it was far away. It was pretty far away. And like, we do look like pretty, like very Both similar. Yeah. Yep. I get it. I get and it. I was like, really? Really? But I mean, I was it turned, That turned out good. It did. I was very surprised. It looked it, really it, real. It was a good cut in the trailer. Mm-hmm. If you guys have seen the trailer and then you see the movie, you'll understand what they, uh, they cut around they cut. something. Um, oh my gosh, guys. Yeah. This show, if you're new here, <laughs> this is an advice podcast where you call in with questions or things that are happening in your life. And we do our best to give advice. And who was that sexy voice you just heard? That was Mel. Oh, hello. Hi. Oh, Mel. Hey, there. hey, you'd be a good phone sex operator voice. I'd love to do that. Would you actually? I would so love to no do way. that. No way. Yeah. Oh my God, fucking do it. That's what so are you fun. wearing? I love that. Oh, I mean, I would be so, I would giggle the whole time uncontrollably. <laughs> I would not be able to do that. No, like how do you say like certain dirty things like with a straight face when you're just like sitting at home in your sweatpants? I would also, I think, <laughs> I feel like what would be reciprocated would be really stupid too. So oh, like, what the fuck? Why would you say that? That's disgusting. <laughs> Nobody says that. No wonder you're calling in. Yeah, you just got to think of it as improv. Go with the flow. (laughs) True. It's a good acting exercise. Oh, that's going to be, I'm going to go method for a while, guys. Going off the grid, going to be a phone (laughs) sex operator, going to make me a way better actor. (laughs) Oh, let's hope so. Okay, close your eyes, Megan. Think about it. You took your Adderall today? Okay. (laughs) So if you guys want to call into the podcast, the number is 310-694-0976. You did it. (gasps) I think I'm getting smarter. Fuck college. Who needs it? Not me. Some of you people who probably called in, but we definitely didn't. Do you know Sasha graduated high school before me and she's younger than me? <laughs> that's not, that's a little unfair. I, I, I was homeschooled. Yeah. I was homeschooled. So that's a little. A homeschooled jungle freak. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Except not at all. I'm Katie from, um, <laughs> from, mean, from mean Girls. Um, uh, basically, I'm from South Africa. Yeah. I didn't know that. But it's true. I feel like most people know that now. Oh, oh my gosh. International callers, if you want to call in, you can send us an audio message. Just record it on your phone and send it to meganpodcast at gmail.com. Wow. Whoa. Fucking Sweet. go me. God, I'm improving season two. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm ready. Hi. Um, I'm a 17 year old girl from Dallas, Texas. And so I have always been the tallest of my friends and just those around me in general. And now in high school, I'm 5'10", and I'm just really insecure about my height and the fact that all my friends are like average height, 5'6", and I always just stand out in crowds and look like this giant. And there's, at my school, there's a decent amount of guys that are above six foot but the thing is they all like the really tiny girls and so I I just I never get asked out and that makes me feel super insecure and just looking different from all my friends is just 
that makes me feel insecure too. And so my question is, how do I come to terms with the fact that I'm tall and I'll always be taller than most of the people around me? And how do I let the fact that guys are kind of scared off by my height not impact my self-esteem? How do I come to terms with how tall I am? Well, good thing you don't want to peak in high school. Uh, I feel like that's the first mm -hmm. thing. And also, models are gorgeous and yeah. they're tall. I feel like a, a lot of girls have this issue. One of my mm -hmm. really good friends when I was growing up was six foot and she struggled with that, especially with dating other guys. And I can, I totally get it because that must be super intimidating. Yeah. I feel like just tall girls intimidate other guys in general, mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty lame, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's, that. It, it just, once I think she gets out of high school, it'll be yeah. a lot easier. I mean, I was, I'm not 5'10". I, if anyone, if a director or producer is watching this, my IMDb says I'm 5'7". That's totally true. Now leave the podcast. I'm like 5'8", five, 5'. Five it was plus. also one of the first things she asked me. So how tall are you? <laughs> Because I was trying to five, think. Five six. She's like, oh yeah, I'm not five seven. Yeah, I was like literally because I asked her, she's like, yeah, I'm five six, and I was like, yeah, I'm IMDb height. I'm really lying. Like I'm lying a lot compared to this. <laughs> so I'm like five. I would say I'm like between five eight and five nine, depending on like how tall I stand up and like how much stretching I've done. Um, but I was five. I think I was. I think I was this height. I was five seven, five eight in like fifth grade. So I grew really fast and I was always taller than all of my friends, especially because all of my friends are like extremely petite. Like one of my best friends to the, like to this day, she's like four. She says she's four, ten and three quarters. She's like four, nine. And like most of my friends are like yeah. right around five feet tall. And so I've had that like that height difference this whole time. And definitely it sucked in high school and middle school because the guys really were like we didn't have anyone who was taller than me except for like maybe one or two guys. And so my boyfriends that I was dating were right around my same height. I mean, now like Mots is he's taller than me, but if I wear heels, I'm taller than him. And it's something that I used to, I used to so, 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 so hate being tall. And now like in exactly what you're saying, like you really stick out and you stand out, which when you are like feeling awkward or growing up, you don't want to stand out at all. Right. But once you become an adult, like you usually do want to stand out. Yeah. And like when I go to meetings now, like especially as a woman, like I want to feel like I can like command the room and I have some control and like I will end up wearing heels to meetings. So like right. I'm going to be I want to be even taller than that. Yeah. And then when it comes to dating, like one of my best friends, one of my best friends, Leo, he's been on the podcast before. His girlfriend, Maddie, is like sick. <laughs> I'm not going to say significantly taller than him, but like she's like 5'10", 5'11", and that's who he's attracted to. Like yeah. he's always into girls who are taller than him. He's like, I'm dating a model. Like there's yeah. something hot about being a confident guy who can be with like a girl who's that tall. So like you're going to end up dating a guy who's super self-assured and is like very confident and will like you because you're tall, not necessarily in spite of you being tall. Like I think it's right. a very attractive quality. Yeah. I think that definitely is something that is acquired after high school. Yeah. And like, you, and it's something that is empowering. Like you said, like it's, it's a quality that people wish they had. Mm -hmm. Cause I always wanted to be petite. Like my whole life, I always wanted to be like pocket size, like fit and like be like fun. <laughs> and like some guy can like throw you around or whatever, but like, come on, if your guy, like if you like lift some weights, he can toss you around too. Like just because you're tall doesn't necessarily mean that you're missing out on those. No. Things. Yeah. Like, Cause I think there's, and I, and there's so many people I know who are shorter who wish they were taller. Like there's benefits to both. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, you kind of just got, I mean, you didn't, you can't chop your legs off. So you kind of just gotta, you gotta deal with you gotta it. Gotta roll with it. Yeah. Date basketball players. Right. They're pretty hot. Yeah. They're pretty, pretty, pretty hot.
And also eventually I think you're going to probably care less about other people's heights. I always wish I was like at least two or three inches taller. To be fair, see, I'm marrying someone who's six five. Yeah. I can wear the tallest heels on the planet. And I always say that I wish I was shorter. But like there's no. Everybody wants what they don't have. And then there's other times where I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm tall. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I can reach things in the top shelf. Which some of my friends can't. Yeah. Nope. I have to climb up on the counter. (laughs) I'm five, almost one. Five, almost one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so th- there's benefits to each, and I think it, like exactly like Sasha said, once you once you get a little bit older, um, you'll start to you'll start to care less about your height, and if you start caring, you'll be caring in like a good way that you'll like it. On to the next one. Hi, Megan. Um, I am 19 in college, and basically, I've never had a guy friend like throughout all of my so I just never clicked with guys. But um, this year now, I'm a sophomore, and I do have a best guy friend, and I'm super happy about that. The thing is. He was dating my friend, my one of my best friends. She's my roommate. And the only reason I became friends with him is because after the fact that him and her started talking, we just started to get to know him more. We knew of him, but then, like, he started hanging out more, and me and him just clicked. And we consider each other best friends um, aside from him dating my friend, this girl. Um, it was known throughout. So they started, like, last semester. And so everyone, this was a known fact that we would text more than him and my friend who were dating because she just was not a texter. They would much rather talk in person. So that was a known fact. But um, beginning of this semester, um, beginning of 2018, he moved to another school out of state. And so that kind of like the distance between her and him kind of made things a little more difficult. And they would still try to talk. But again, like me and him would be the ones who would talk more and text more. And like all of our conversations would mostly be about her and just like, planning how, like, what gifts to get her and just, like, all about her and advice on that. So strictly platonic, but, like, we still do connect on another level and just, like, are really comfortable with each other. Um, And I would constantly ask him to ask her and my friends to ask her uh, if she felt weird about us talking. She would always say no. But just recently I found out they broke up, and I just want to know what your advice is on – if me and him should still talk. And I did ask her, like, I after the fact that I, like, just found out that they broke up, I did ask her, I was like, we are still, like, talking. Like, please tell me if you feel, ever feel uncomfortable or just don't like me and him talking. And she would, she said that she told him that she had said didn't care, but then she would, she would a little joke, like, he's my boyfriend, like, never again. Which, like, but she's just, like, a joker, and she's, but she's really chill, but I just, like, don't know. And so... Your advice, like, I was just wondering what your advice would be if I should continue talking to him or what. It's like, who are you closer to? That's what I was going to say. It's kind of like, are you feeling like you shouldn't be friends with him anymore just because you feel bad? Yeah. But do you think, like, what what friendship is going to last longer? Is she just really close to you right now because she's your roommate, like you said, and you went to college with Mm -hmm. her? Or is it because... Because, I mean, I've definitely had friends where I've... And I will admit, like, I'm, I'm like, I've had a lot of, I've been friends with a lot of couples who've broken up and I am like very adamant on if I'm closer with one of these people or if like this breakup was like nasty in any way, if this breakup was nasty and I was closer to the person who did the breaking up with, like, I'm still going to be friends with the person who got dumped. And I'm going to tell my friend who was nasty that they were nasty. Like, that's kind of who I am as a friend. But if my friend gets, if I'm friends with a couple 
and my the one I'm closer to gets screwed over, I'm not going to be friends with that person. But also if it's amicable, that's also kind of harder yeah. because you don't really know. So ultimately, yeah, I think it's like what friendship exactly you're saying, like what friendship do you foresee lasting? Because I think ultimately it's not, I don't know. I think you have to make the decision for yourself, like asking her if she feels comfortable with it. She's probably not going to tell you if she feels uncomfortable. I was going to say it sounds like she is kind yeah. of uncomfortable with it, but she doesn't want to necessarily ruin yeah. your friendship which is also i mean respectful and you have to decide what's is it valid yeah like if, if this is one of your if this is just your roommate and it's not somebody you foresee having like a lifelong friendship with and you foresee having a lifelong friendship with him it doesn't really matter that you met him through her if right. you guys are going to end up being better friends yeah so if like that's the friendship that you want to pursue then i say like definitely go for it because ultimately if there wasn't any hard feelings in that breakup then whoever they were going to grow apart naturally and you were probably right. going to end up growing apart with whatever person you're not as close with. But yeah, it's, I would say the only thing is to just be respectful about it as far as don't talk about oh, him yeah. a lot. Don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like since it is her ex-boyfriend, I wouldn't really confide in her about anything yeah. necessarily I mean, or talk about. If I was her friend too, I mean like the underlying note in this is like, there's definitely like, why is he talking to you? Right. Like, Why is he talking you, to you more than her? Yeah. And I think that it, I, if I were you, I would evaluate your feelings. Like right. regardless of if he has feelings for you, evaluate yours. I, my high school boyfriend and I um, started dating in not totally like a similar way, but we were just like good friends because my friend was dating his friend and we just became really good friends. And I was like helping him ask another girl out to prom and all this stuff. And like, we were texting all the time. We would talk about the girls that he was into. And I didn't realize until one of my friends drunkenly called him and was like, by the way, Megan's in love with you. And I was like, I am. And I had no <laughs> idea. And I was like, she called I me. Am? She's like, yeah, you are. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am. And I think like saying that he's not a big texture with her. Um, I, it's a red flag. It is like, it's yeah. something like if I, if my boy, if my boyfriend my boyfriend and like my friends get along super well. But if like Mots was like texting Sasha more than me, I'd be like, the hell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of like, I think ultimately there might even be some weird feelings that she's had there since the beginning. Right. Um, because like, I don't know, like I text like I again, like I mentioned Leo, but like Leo's like my one of my very, very, very best friends. And I text him all the time. And I'm friends with his girlfriend, Maddie, too. But I knew Leo first. So there isn't that weird Hey, I'm friends with like, I'm friends with your girlfriend. And now I'm kind of just like talking to your, your boyfriend, boyfriend all the time. Right. I just think that's something that I would, I would evaluate your feelings in the situation because maybe, yeah, maybe you guys just ended up being like really great friends. Um, but it does to me like pose kind of like a, maybe there's something more to this. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's also college. So you just gotta yeah. like, you gotta do what you feel is right. You don't necessarily like be a good person and totally be respectful of everybody in the situation. And like Sasha said, like don't talk about it with her, but also um, figure out how you feel instead of just kind of being a sounding board for him to talk about girls. And then right. just to be like her supportive friend in that, like you got to have your own right now. It just sounds like you were a part of their love story. <laughs> and like, exactly. Yeah. Like what about you? Like, do you like do figure out what you really want out of this too, instead of just being there for everybody else? Okay, on to the next one. Hi, Megan, and possibly guest. Uh, so I am a longtime listener, first-time caller. Uh, leaving this voicemail makes me so nervous because this is the first time I'm actually saying this out loud. Um, I'm 27 years old. I've been happily married for about five years. 
Um, I never thought I would have gotten married so young. I'm 22, but I've always thought I was pretty mature for my age. Plus, I just happened to find my person really young in life. Um, however, I am currently in a situation. Recently, I have been getting pretty close to one of my male coworkers, um, and I'm pretty sure I am crushing hard. This is really unlike me, and I've literally never felt like this, and it's really freaking me out, obviously. Um, I really do love my husband, and in no way am I saying that I want to leave him for this coworker. However, I just, like, can't stop thinking about him, and I can't help but have feelings for him. Um, this guy is a lot older than me, and he's really charming. He's a really good person. He's also married. However, he has insinuated that there are some problems there. So we do a lot of flirting back and forth. Um, and uh, regarding his marriage, I haven't asked him about it because I just don't think that's appropriate. Um, and we have not crossed any lines, nor do I think I would. But the fact is that I kind of want to, and that's not okay. So my question is, what would you do if you had a crush, uh, knowing full well that you're in a committed AF relationship? I'm like smiling to Mal off camera because I've been in this situation before, but I've been the other person in the situation. Mm. So I'm going to be super fucking honest. Um, and I apologize in advance. Like this is definitely coming from like a personal me have been the girl, like the girlfriend of I, I'm your husband in this situation. Like I've been this person before. So I'm coming from it from that perspective. You already have crossed a line by having a crush on somebody. There's a difference between having like an innocent crush on somebody and then having like there's a thing that makes micro cheating, emotional cheating. And that's what's currently happening. And I think a lot of people who have been in that situation, I am like a very, 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 very decisive person. So immediately if I ever had feelings for somebody else, I'd be like gone, done. Um, but sometimes if you're in a very committed relationship and you love somebody, it can kind of creep up on you like a crush. Um, and it's ultimately, I think, yeah, if you want to, pers yeah. So like you saying that you haven't crossed a line you already have in and because emotional cheating is a thing. And I personally think it's more hurtful than physically cheating because it's, mm -hmm. it's something that's harder to, it's such a gray area and it's harder as you, as the person who's been partaking in this, it's harder to hold yourself accountable to it because it feels very innocent because it's just talking and there's no expectation and you have no intention of doing anything, but ultimately like you, you're doing something that would make your partner uncomfortable my thought process is like I would never talk to or treat somebody unless being paid. And then I would like in a movie <laughs> and my boyfriend would know I would never I never would treat anybody um, in a way that I would feel uncomfortable if my boyfriend was standing right next to me. And like that's just how I believe it should be. I think um, I think you need to evaluate. Um, I think you need to talk to your husband and I think being on as much as it sucks i would have loved to have heard it i would have loved to have not found out on my own i would have loved to have like the person i was dating to have like sat me down and been like hey i want to be honest with you um i love you and i really care about you but i've developed a crush on this person and it's made me question things and i think ultimately there you guys can discuss what you want to do whether that's like going to therapy or whether that's like divorcing and not being together anymore i think this is a really hard situation obviously yeah. um i think i, I agree 100 yeah. percent agree with you um 
something to think about. And yes, it is a generalization. But for the most part, when you were talking about emotional versus physical, mm-hmm. you're very right about that. And to keep in mind that women generally are more emotional than they are physical. Yeah. So this guy at work, um, no wonder he's making himself conveniently available and talking mm-hmm. about his marriage problems. Most likely he's in it for the physical side of it. At least that's, I'm mm-hmm. almost hundred percent positive. That's the way he's thinking about it. Um, and you are thinking about it already from the beginning emotionally, which is where the danger comes into play. Cause I'm mm-hmm. sure he's physically attractive. It sounds like you are attracted to him physically, but you are getting a high off of his, his characteristics and personality, but you're getting a high off of it from his personality first. So you're emotionally invested in this before anything else, which is definitely something that is mm-hmm. a huge red flag. I think since you're married, it does make things even more complicated. And I have a lot of friends who have gotten married young, have gotten divorced, or have been together now for years. I've, I've, uh, most of my friends, I would say, that I'm really close to are married. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen this happen a lot. And being someone who is getting married young and who has met my partner young and has been together with him for a very long time, I think something to remember is this is always something that can be temporary. So evaluating your feelings is very important. I would say definitely talk to your spouse about this, but just know that you may have a crush on this person, but I can almost guarantee you that that's something that will not last. Mm -hmm. So know that if you break up your marriage, this little thing that's happening with your coworker, I don't think will last either. So know the impact of your feelings because if you do end your marriage, um, I don't think as a female I could personally be in a relationship with the person that I was crushing on because I would 100% consistently be worried about him doing the exact same yeah, thing he just said to his wife. How you get him is how you lose him. It, it really is. Yeah. So, so know like – once you talk to your spouse about this, if you guys decide to work it out, that's amazing. And that could make you guys stronger. Mm-hmm. But if you guys do separate, I highly doubt that it's going to work out with your coworker. Yeah. So know that you are not leaving your husband for this person. You're, you're leaving, leaving for an it. Idea. You're leaving it for an idea and mm-hmm. you're leaving it because it'll make you happier in the end. If that's not the case, then there's a lot of other issues internally that you need to figure out and yeah. you and your spouse need to figure out. And it could simply, it could be as simple as you're bored. Mm -hmm. It could be as simple as you've lost a little bit of chemistry with your partner. And it could be as simple as trying to find it with him Mm -hmm. instead of somebody else. Yeah. Um, because I feel like, I feel like it is very easy to do that whole, like my gym husband, my work husband, my whatever, but it, it's, it's something that I, I wouldn't, I, I feel like a policy like you had touched on is that you should never do anything towards somebody else that you wouldn't be comfortable with mm-hmm. your spouse being in the room with. Yeah. But there shouldn't be anything to hide. And, and if you feel like you're hiding something, that's an immediate red flag. So if this, this is, a, you said this is the first time you've really said this out loud. Um, and you've, you, you said you've been really thinking about it a lot. Just admitting it out loud is something that you, it's just, you know that this is something that you've been hiding and then there's a reason that you feel bad about it. Yeah. There's something um, to hide. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She said she didn't just say she has a crush on him. She said she has feelings for him. Right. Yeah. And so if you want to 
stay in your marriage if that's what you want. If you don't want to cheat on your spouse, remove yourself from the situation. Yeah, you're working like, together. That's yeah. something that I like. I've I've definitely. I don't know. Like there's people that I've like found physically attractive that that's a natural thing. Yeah. But I would never let myself get close to Mm -hmm. that person because of that. Like if I ever took like, let's say like I ever took like a workout class or like something like that, where I thought like the instructor was super hot and he was like talking to me or flirting with me, I'd be like, cool. Never taking this class again. Like I've been in meetings with people who are like, oh, we want to work on this project. I'm like, I'm really attracted to you and you're flirting with me. And not that I don't trust myself, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to in that position. No. And I don't want to put my partner in that position. And ultimately I think the biggest betrayal and all of this stuff that I felt when I went through this wasn't the crush. It was the lying to. And it's like when someone's hiding something like that from you, there's a level of continued disrespect and like a level just continuing of that of being like, I don't naturally amplifies the situation. Yeah. Because it's something where like this started off small, but you didn't tell me and you hid it from me. And now it's spiraled into this like massive thing where it's been like cover up lie over cover up over all of that stuff. And like withholding information is still lying. And yeah. I think ultimately like you might feel guilty for having it go on this far. But exactly like Sasha saying, it's like if you have massive, immense, immense feelings for this guy. First of all, I he wouldn't he's talking to you about his like marriage and shambles because like he's giving you an in he's giving yeah. you and you she actually that said that yeah so she's yeah and so she like knows. you're you're being given that and so ultimately if this crush represents you questioning your marriage and then reevaluate it like this but if this guy makes you question your marriage i think you need to really focus on your husband because like we're saying like the idea of having a crush and having feelings for somebody besides your husband if it's about that and that freaks you out or if it's this specific guy, you need to decipher between that. Like, is this yeah. your, are you being like, shit, this is actually my dream man. This is who I should have been with. And if that's the case, I think you and him would probably have had a different relationship up until this point. Like right. I think. And he, actually it probably would have been more of a friendship without flirting. Cause I feel like completely. that's kind of how that develops first. Yeah. Um, the other thing is just that. I think maybe you should think about what this person or what your coworker has that your husband doesn't. So mm-hmm. what what is what you're attracted to more compared to your husband. So you were saying that he was older, that he's really funny, that he's so the things that you're really attracted to is it something that you're you feel like you are lacking in your partner? And if that's the case, and that's also something to mention if you have this conversation with your spouse to be like, listen, I feel like I have a lot of fun with this person. And I feel like we don't have fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's work on that. Yeah. And, and so, or if you're, you don't feel like your spouse is mature enough or you feel like he's slacking off in a certain way, then you then needs to be addressed. Otherwise it will never get better. And it's, it's a way to grow with your partner. Like everybody, everybody gets comfortable. Everybody, um, you know, loses the spark sometimes. Yeah. Like it's, it's a marriage is something to work on for the rest of your life. And if you're not willing to work with that person for the rest of your life, then mm-hmm. then you do need to change. And it would it, it could be this guy, it could be any other guy. Like it it, it just it needs to, it's a life decision. So it's it's an important one, and I think it's a necessary conversation. Yeah. Otherwise, this will continue to happen, and you're going to be unhappy, and your spouse isn't going to know why, but he's going to be really unhappy mm-hmm. too. So it, it doesn't make for a happy life. Especially, please don't do it before you have kids. I don't know if you have yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, what I. Yeah. Yeah. And I just be honest, just be honest. Babies don't fix anything. (laughs) Literally nothing. 
we've said this before. We're like, get a dog if you need something new in your life. But yeah, yeah I would say be honest with him as soon as possible. Um, I think a lot of people fear. Um, I'm a very honest person and I really respect when people are honest with me, even if it like totally hurts me in the moment. Um, ultimately, withholding this from him, it's only getting worse the more it happens. And also withholding it from him doesn't guarantee that everything's going to be fine. Right. Um, because ultimately the more that you lie to him, you're creating this invisible barrier mm -hmm. and you're creating that. And it makes it easier to lie about other stuff and withhold information about these other things. Um, and so I, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely talk to your husband before you talk to the, uh, other, other guy about it. I wouldn't really even, he's not really a factor in it. I would say, I would say really just focus on is this, does this make you question I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's like, also like, do you want to give up what you have for like, like what Sasha's saying with like, what, what traits does this person have that your husband's lacking? Also, like what we were saying, it's like, is, is it just because this is somebody like, I think about me now, I'm like the amount of times that I would, I like, I like never wear makeup around the house anymore. Like I'm constantly in a face mask and sweatpants. Like I'm not trying as much anymore. And like, neither is Mott's, but it's like, if you're in a yeah. relationship, when you are flirting with someone, someone's new, you're like, oh wow, this person I don't have to ask this person to take the garbage out. I don't resent right. this person for not going grocery shopping. I don't like, there's still an air of mystery there and like a sense of attraction because you don't know everything. Yeah. But there's also something that, that like, yeah, that you were attracted to your partner in the beginning, like you had that phase. Mm -hmm. And so like that phase doesn't represent like, oh, my partner and like our relationship sucks because I don't have like these same sort of feelings. I don't know of any relationship that constantly feels like the first three months of dating which would be terrible because that's like yeah. high anxiety of like, I'm wearing mascara to sleep. Like all of that stuff. <laughs> but like ultimately yeah. like that comfortability and feeling like someone can see you at your worst. Sure. It yeah. feels exciting that you want to get dressed up for somebody and you want somebody to think you're attractive and stuff. The other thing is um, with this sort of situation, I think it's probably the excitement of it too, because mm -hmm. I I'm sure you guys are at work being sneaky about it. And it's something that's like, you know, oh, you know, but you're showing your best colors. And at the end of the day, if you were to be with him, that goes away, mm -hmm. that will eventually fade. And it's not as exciting anymore. And you are going to be left with the fact that like both of you, whether it was the right decision or not now have had broken marriages and, and, and that's fine if he is your soulmate. And, mm -hmm. but there's certain qualities that he has that aren't something that you should really be looking for in a relationship. Yeah, like being comfortable flirting with you when you're married. At work too, which is by yes. the way, so something that everybody does. Everybody goes to work. And so his next job, your next job, like you're going to be worried about, so is he just going to find another coworker that he's attracted to? It'll, yeah. it'll always be in your mind. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Okay. Sorry. We really went on on this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I warned you. Call our number Fucking three. Warned you. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I feel like you got to, you got to hear this, especially if you, yeah. you haven't really said it out loud to anybody else. I'm a bitch. I warned ya. Okay. Should we go on to the next call? Let's take a break. Okay, let's take <laughs> a break. Pause. And I was like, I'm fucking done. of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Casper's mattresses are designed by humans for humans. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. 
Casper's breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. And guess what, guys? They are not just a mattress company. Oh, no, they're not. Casper offers a wide array of products to ensure an overall better all sleep experience. Casper's mattresses are made in the U.S. of A. And guess what, guys? Buying the Casper mattress, is it hard? No, it's easy. You order it online, it's delivered to your door in a compact box, and there's free shipping and free returns to the U.S. and our other favorite country, actually probably more than the U.S., Canada. They offer a risk-free 100-day trial, and considering we spend a third of our lives on a mattress, probably half if you're me, it's so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. I am a huge fan of Casper mattresses. Personally, we've got one in the guest room. And I actually was just in New York recently staying at my friend Kyle's house. And um, my gosh, I complimented his mattress. Like, this is so comfortable. He's like, guess where I got this? It's like, where? He said, Casper. Um, I honestly don't think he used my code because he probably doesn't listen to this podcast. But guys, don't be stupid like Kyle. Get a comfortable mattress and save some money off of it. So get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash blame and using promo code blame at checkout. That's $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash blame and using promo code blame at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, guys, we are back and we are hopping into more calls. Hop, hop, hop. <laughs> Hi, Megan. I'm in my mid-20s, and I'm calling because I was recently fired from my job, and I feel like the circumstances around that situation were very unfair, and I'd like to get your perspective on it. Um, so basically, I started teaching elementary school in August of last year. This is my first year teaching. Everything was going really great until we were let out for Christmas break. I love my class. I had great coworkers. I was just loving everything. On New Year's Eve, I went out to a bar with some of my friends, and we had some drinks. Again, I'm in my mid-20s, so this is completely legal. We had a designated driver, so I wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, when we came back to work after the break, my boss told me that a parent filed a complaint against me because she saw me out at the bar on New Year's Eve, drunk and partying, which I wasn't drunk. I was tipsy, yes, but not drunk. Anyway, she decided that because of this, I was setting a bad example for her son and that she no longer wanted him in my class. Um, I live in a small community, so she talked to other parents about what she saw and rumors were started. and. Um, Eventually, a ton of my students' parents were calling my boss, asking for their kids to be removed from my class. And my boss said, um, she said, and uh, this is a direct quote, that my actions were selfish and unnecessary and have caused the school a great deal of inconvenience. Um, so I tried to state my side of the story. She immediately brushed me off and said that they had to let me go because as teachers, we have to be held to a higher standard than other members of society. Um, this went down in January, it's now March, and I've not been able to find another job. I've applied for every open teaching position that's been advertised and nothing. Um, I'm asking for advice because I really don't know what to do anymore. There's also so much more to this story that I can't even share because of the time limit. Um, 
but I don't know what to do because I was just starting out in my career and now I've essentially been completely discredited and I don't know where to go from here. That is so shitty. That's so fucking shitty. First of all, if they're supposed to be held to a higher level of everyone just else like in society, society, then they should uh, uh, they should get paid better. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing. Um, but also, that's it's it's such a double standard, and the fact that she's teaching kids in elementary school like that's something that she that type of behavior wouldn't have even been seen by them well and also the mom was at the bar too is she setting a bad example of being a mom where are your kids on new year's eve why aren't you celebrating with your kids like it's such such a somebody else who has your kids for like six hours a day for five days a week is more has to set a better example than you as which i'm saying like there's i don't think either of you are setting a bad example by being at a bar and drinking above legal age but you're holding her to a higher standard as your kid's teacher than you are holding yourself as the kid's mom yeah it's, well, it's, first of all, it's, it's, it's just as simple as projection. There's probably something that she doesn't like about you that... Maybe or, you're hot and your, her husband checked you out. Right. It could, it could be so simple. It could also be... She could, I, I guarantee you she's one of those stay-at-home moms, which is totally fine. Like that, That's awesome, but that's not my point. The point is she's probably a stay-at-home mom that is the girl that goes around and freaking reports people mm-hmm. like to the HOA. Like those mm-hmm. are the type of people that don't have anything else better to do. And I, I can understand that your, you know, your kid means a should definitely be your first priority. It means a lot to you, but that is something that is so unrelated to your kids. Yeah. You know, if, not like if you're a that, drug and alcohol counselor for your child who went to juvie and you right. are drinking. The other thing is um, if, if there were other signs and there would be more complaints along the way about something that actually was relative to his or hers, um, uh, what do you call it? Like learning experience. Mm-hmm. Like if there were certain things that weren't being checked uh, or kids weren't understanding their school, like there was homework that wasn't being done well, whatever the reason that's different. But if that is her only complaint to you, <laughs> is that you, you were drinking at a bar and acting, even if honestly, even if she got shit faced and passed out on the floor, like it. Yeah. It's unrelated to your child's, education there there should have been a bigger um i would say investigation even even if an investigation got opened up like she should have had to there should have been way more of um of a conversation between Mm -hmm. the school and her and also the school and you um also it's really shitty that she has the power over a lot of very big little lies (laughs) yeah that's immediately what i thought yeah it's and i think ultimately like what I would do is like, I don't know how, um, how like HR works for schools. I was going to say, but like, this is definitely something like you have, um, I was listening to a different podcast. (laughs) Won't promote it. Just kidding. It's not a fair. So she doesn't need any help promoting it. Um, but they had somebody who like called in, um, and did, uh, was referencing another, they, yeah, they, they did like a corrections kind of corner, which a lot of podcasts do. Um, where they had advised somebody not to go to HR when they were getting like bullied in the workplace. And this woman had called in who worked in an HR department to like kind of give a follow-up. And she had mentioned something which I hadn't really heard of um, aside from like, you know, like TV shows and stuff, which is uh, a wrongful termination lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Because it is affecting you finding a new job, I think ultimately it is worth it to go through like the legal process of wrongful Definitely. termination. Because ultimately, like, yes, it's costly and it's something, but... 
if you if it is genuinely which you, it sounds like it is like is the, that is the reason why because I'm sure it's references and stuff because this is your first teaching yeah. position you don't have any other references this is the reason why that you are not able to get a job in the same field I think it's you should because it sounds like you have a very serious case and if you talk to um uh is it a what is it a, an employment lawyer a job lawyer uh, yeah, I think labor, so. yeah. labor, labor, yeah. labor. Yeah, yeah. Like the, they'll be able to tell you if you voice. have a case against this and figure that out. Um, and because I think, yeah, I wouldn't say like move. I was going to say that really is if if you want to continue in that job line, that's really your only other option. Yeah, mm-hmm. because she's in a small town. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I think there's just like we were talking about before. Like there's there are definitely some people who get a massive power trip out of. Mm-hmm controlling um and there's a lot of people who have some free time which again like no shame on stay-at-home mom no it's a, like i hope i can be yeah. one to some degree but and like, it's a full-time job it, like right. it's a full and it's that's like what a job I meant and a by half like, that's not the point but there yeah. are those types of people that like she you're super invested and so it becomes like there there is that that same sort of like I, I mean like i also grew up in a place where um we had a lot of like working moms and then we also had a lot of like moms who used to work at google and then were stay-at-home moms so, like these are like cutthroat business women who then would yeah. take those same tactics to like preschool <laughs> and so like there are certain things that i remember like we had to have like my yeah. gosh there were like the whole thing of getting new vending machines at the school that like only had that had like perishable foods that were healthy foods and it cost the school so much money to do this because like people were just like adamant on this so like there is there are people like that who make it their goal. And also, I'm sure this woman is one of, like like you were saying, is one of those women who, like, the reason why the principal and the school board was like, okay, we're going to go along with this. I'm we sure this is the 10,000th yeah. thing that she's done. And that she kind of, whether she's pulling the strings or ultimately they were like, we just need her to shut up about this one yeah. thing because she has not picked her battles yeah. and has all of this other stuff. Like, they're... God forbid she has more children in that school. Yes. Like, please just go to high school. Yes. Please, <laughs> like, please, school. Please, 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 please. Yeah. So ultimately, yeah. like, they're appeasing her yeah. by fucking you over. And it's it's not kosher. Like, it's definitely, like, right. they're... And also, if you got if you have an enter- entertainment lawyer... Uh, no, that's <laughs> what <Yeah>. we have. <laughs> What's it called? Labor. 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 Yeah, something I, still, like I don't know if Adjust. that's exactly what it's called, but somebody that something deals like that. with that. Yes. Yeah. So if you get a lawyer, um, they're going to be able to uh, also sit down with the school board and the principal mm-hmm. and all that stuff to figure out if that is why you were terminated or if that was the reason that you right. were given. And um, they're going to have to offer a lot more explanation in a legal sense than they would yeah. to you because to you, it's just courtesy. They don't have right. to say anything to you but once you bring uh, legal in. Especially since you're younger, too. They're probably counting on yeah. the fact that you don't know those certain things. And a woman. And a woman, yeah. And it's probably just like a, ugh, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's easier to do this, but that will bite them in the ass. Yeah, for sure. because I, I, yeah, I don't think it's legal at all. And it sucks. And I'm so sorry because yeah, I think really it also can be a massive blow to your um, confidence in, yeah. in in your job field. And it also, as, as you know, and like we said from the beginning, like just make sure you remember that they are not correlated. Like how great of a teacher no. you are is not correlated mm-hmm. with the fact that like – and even you say, I wasn't even drunk. I was tipsy. Who cares if you were drunk? Like I you said, literally who cares if you passed, passed on, on the floor? floor? <laughs> like it's not relevant – um, it didn't affect your work. No. Right. And also, everybody's on holiday. It wasn't like you were showing up to school yeah. the next day. Like Hung you over. were passed out yeah. on yeah on a, on a Sunday mm-hmm. and you were like getting up early on a Monday to teach their kids. Like yeah. it really is. And no one else. yells at finance bros for like doing a fuck ton of right. coke to stay up and like yeah. do the stock market and shit. Yeah. Like 
Every, mean, if, if you showed up to school with like an IV for you know, yeah, hydration, yeah. And, yeah, then maybe That's I could difference. see. But I mean, we all That's watch not your problem. Everyone drinks wine or watches reality TV or does things that like make them human. You don't have to be like a yeah. superhuman teacher on your off time. Like right. it makes you a better teacher to actually have a personal yeah. life and do all that stuff. And then let us know what happens. I'm very curious. Please call back. Please do. I'll be listening. Yeah, <laughs> she will. <laughs> okay. Up to the next call. Hi, Megan. Um, 17 years old, turning 18 in a month. And I just wanted some advice. Me and my boyfriend, we've been intimate because I've known him for about almost two years and I trust him. And he's 19, so I feel like, yeah, he might fuck up, but like, let's hope not, you know? And when we do stuff, he always goes down on me. You know, like that shit. But I haven't had the balls to do it back to him just because I find it disgusting. That's like, ugh. I had one bad experience going down on a guy and it just didn't turn out right, you know? So I wanted to know your advice on like, Helping me get through it because I feel kind of bad. Like, I feel kind of selfish. Well, I don't think he would mind if you asked him to teach you. Yeah. Because I think, I think honestly, I don't, when it comes to like, like women who are attracted to men um, or guys who are attracted to men or whatever, I, I, I find the only time, the only way you would, <laughs> I mean, like, it's not like, <laughs> I'm, it's 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 not like going to Disneyland. Like it's not like a fun activity <laughs> right. for you necessarily. The only time that it's fun is when you know you're good at it, and that makes it fun. But yeah. ultimately, like I think there's a fear there of being bad at it, which then makes you dislike it. And ultimately, like it it isn't the same way that like guys can say that they like love going down on girls and stuff but they don't love the physical act of going down on a girl they love the response yeah and like they love like making you feel great and so ultimately like that if you end up if you get good at it you, he's gonna feel great and it's going to make you feel great in return so it's not right. like that's why you do stuff like that like it's not like it's a mutually beneficial thing um or a mutually pleasurable thing because it's a turn on to like make somebody else like it makes you feel fucking right. hot. You're like, God, I'm the fucking best. Go me. <laughs> me every time I give head. I'm like, I'm great. <laughs> oh, yeah. High five me. Yeah, literally. Woo! <laughs> 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 like, ultimately, like they're definitely like the God, I remember like the first time I ever gave head, which was like, I'm sure like a terrible, terrible experience for like him because it was so awkward for me too, because like it's not like I don't know. It's like not like like riding a bike. You don't have instincts that kick right. in. You're like, I like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you automatically right? know what yeah. to do. Um, and I think there's this there's this idea which I've always struggled with. Um, there is something super sexy about um, a woman or a man because I'm attracted to it in men. Um, 
someone who's really, really confident. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really hard. Like I would have definitely like never, I'm never a hundred percent confident in all aspects of my life at all the time. And it's really hard because you want to perceive that image because you know, it's attractive and you know that that's something that guys are like, I just love a girl who's really confident and knows she's sexy. And you're like, but fuck, I don't really know that I'm sexy. So I have to pretend Sorry. that I know that I'm sexy. Right. And then when it comes down to like doing something like giving a blowjob or giving head or whatever, that's something where you can't really fake you can fake feeling sexy in other ways, but right. that's something that like you're really out of your element and it's not a team yeah. sport. I think there, <laughs> I mean, it can it be, can it be. can be. I think that there is a way to accomplish yeah, basically what you're saying. And by asking him how there's, there's a way of you being confident in that and wanting to know and him knowing that you want to know yeah. how to make him feel good. And I think if you're confident in asking and, and, Mm-hmm. I, I think I don't think he will mind showing you. And there's a, there's a, a intimacy to that as well. Mm-hmm. And he ultimately you all want to give good head. He wants right. you to give him great head. He doesn't want you to be a mind reader at all. And there's like you're saying, there's something sexy about like if you like can like confidently and sexually like ask him and like say like, oh, like, how do you like this? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like what? Like that kind of thing. Yeah he's not going to be like, no, I really want you to guess. It's like, let's say it like this. Yeah. It's like if he was going to propose to you and you know exactly what engagement ring you want and then you know exactly, exactly what you want and he asks you what you want and you go, no, I want you to guess. Like, yeah. no, that's not yeah. necessarily how it would work in the in the real world. There's not, yeah. being confident is totally sexy and giving great head, super, super sexy, but ultimately it's more sexy to get good head and if it, even if that requires like asking and talking about right. it. And then you're just like cutting corners to get to like what he, cause although everyone's different, like everybody mm-hmm. likes something, different. everybody and every girl likes something different and all that stuff. So ultimately like, <laughs> like the same, the same blow job you give on one guy isn't going to be like <laughs> the greatest, like the first blow job you give to the guy, even if you're great, which I've self-identified as I'm great. Um, <laughs> I, I know. I mean, there's no shame in that. Mods. Yeah, babe, babe. Every time I talk with this, Leo's like, can you please stop? Like, I hate this image. All of my guy friends are like, you need to fucking not. Um, but like the same, like I don't know, like, I, it's, you don't give the same head to the same guys because the, everyone's different in that. It's like the same, like, wait, every dick's different. Every dick is different. And every time you have sex with somebody, it's different. different. And because it's not even necessarily like you might be the same person, but you enjoy different things with different people. And so I think, um, yeah, I think you just like, there, you can be sexy about it and talk to him about it. You don't have to feel insecure and weird. And also, any, I mean, as long as there's not teeth, like any head is better than no head. Like he's, it's a learning curve that he's going to be more than happy to, to, um, to really do. There's something like, I I definitely went from being a girl who's like very insecure about doing that and like feeling really self-conscious to now I'm like party trick. Like I own this. (laughs) Like you get to that point in a relationship or you're like dating someone new or whatever. And I'm, that's what I've got on lock. Like, I'm not great doing, like, a lot of other stuff, like meeting your friends. Super socially <laughs> awkward. But I can give a great blowjob. <laughs> I know my strength. And, but I, I wasn't like that, that before. Strong jaw. Strong jaw. <laughs> which is funny. I also have TMJ, which I'm like, <laughs> I've overcome a lot of obstacles. <laughs> this is my Oscar acceptance speech. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry. You'll get good. Mm-hmm. Do we have one more? Is that mm-hmm. it? One more. Oh, my God. One more. Okay. I just started listening to your show, and my name's I just turned 18, and I had a question about, you know, 
fat vaginas. I know that sounds weird, but, like, I've been told I have a pretty fat vagina, and it, it's I'm really self-conscious about it. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Um, I don't know. Just can, can you help me out with what to think? What's a fat vagina? And also, who fucking told you you had a fat vagina? Yeah. Wait, F-A-T or P-H-A-T? I was say, which, which kind? Um, Vaginas look different, was, and yeah. she probably just has puffier lips. Right, I was going to say, lips. There's, yeah, yeah. There's, like a, there's such a thing as a puffy vagina. Yeah. But, like, who gives a shit? It's exactly. a functioning vagina. vagina. Yeah. Like, you're going to push a child out of there mm-hmm. eventually if you choose to. Yeah. Like, it's not... Yeah. Wow. Cushion for landing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. And also, the idea that, like, who said that to you? Because let's, should we talk about dick size? Right. I was going to say, have you seen some tiny fucking penises? <laughs> I have. Like, <laughs> there's nothing, like, <laughs> there's, uh, like, also, uh, just, there's no reason for, uh, okay. The thing is, um, just like, there's different dick sizes and preference a mm-hmm. lot of men have different preferences in vaginas. Yeah. You will be somebody's dream, dream vagina. vagina. Mm-hmm. You on but seriously mm-hmm. though, there's everybody has a different thing that they're into and just cuz that one guy is But also dick. like I I'm I'm also floor I'm like very curious who said yeah. this because if there is you're naked and you're like getting some the last thing you're going to worry about is like some someone's do you do you what i mean like yeah. I'm like you're if you're already at that point it's like we talk about like when people are like insecure or whatever and you're like oh i'm insecure about like my boobs or blah blah, blah whatever i'm like when like push comes to shove and like your top is off there's still tits yeah like nobody's gonna walk away from that situation right. because like ultimately like it's not i don't know it's not it's not a factor that affects anything and also it's an opinion it's not necessarily a like a fact at all and that also just sounds like if it's a guy who told you that it sounds like a guy who is has probably a very small penis and is very insecure and probably has never seen a vagina aside from porn and like yeah there's a lot of fat vaginas vaginas in porn is there Mm -hmm. i don't know what i was gonna google a fat vagina should i yeah you Mm. should but also who said like fucking cares one of my boobs is like significantly I was gonna say bigger than the other, but one's just like smaller. <laughs> it, it's just that's and it's just annoying that he even would even say something like that. Yeah, like that's just what's there to gain from that situation other than to like make you feel insecure about something that you should not. I, I want to know more information. Like, what happened? Like, did did was there like he must have felt uncomfortable about something to even comment something like that? Yeah. Like he was either really insecure about his junk and mm-hmm. size. Or oh. it was like a diss because you, you know, didn't wouldn't do something. Right. Yeah. So there's this article that I'm pulled up right now that's about what guys think of eight different vaginas. The top eight vaginas, which I didn't even know there were eight. There's a bony vagina. <laughs> no cushion. Oh, is that me? Oh, that sounds. It's like a narrow. Oh, it's narrow yeah, and bony, which also is saying like snug fit, snug great fit, sex. great for sex, but also like it's bony. Like it's not like there's not like some cushion. And then there's a full lipped vagina. And um, oh, my God, look at this. They're just so darn kissable. That's one of the quotes from here. <laughs> and then this one says shaved. There's an expert vagina and it's like a wider, large vagina. And uh Oh my god! And look at this, guys. Guys like to pretend that it's an easy entry, but in reality, they're worried their equipment isn't big enough to please you. Mm. Look at that! 
Look at that. And then there's, that's a vagina with a lot of hair. The vertical vagina. No, virginal. I was going to say <laughs> vertical. vertical. <laughs> like, that sounds like a niche thing. The peekaboo vagina. That's, oh, that's very, oh, let's, you've got a little clit that is out just to give a little tease. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, and it says girls like that get bigger orgasms. And there's no such thing as a perfect vagina. See? Send me that article and we'll put it in the show yeah. notes. Okay, guys, because that's like that. I mean, there's yeah. Even me as a, a girl right now is like I'm I'm ignorant to the fact that like I only intimately. Oh, I just for a second, I have so many fucking males in my phone, and I just went, oh god, who did I send that to? <laughs> it's you. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I so funny. can you imagine I would so do that it would so funny like I only intimately know my own vagina but that doesn't make Same. it better than anybody else better or worse than anybody else's um and there yeah. yeah like there like, I wouldn't worry about it honestly in consensus to that like it, it's not a it's deal not, breaker it's not and there's gonna be someone like that list who's yeah. gonna enjoy that everything every every vagina has offers something that the other doesn't there's like different pros for all of them and like sure we can all find pros and cons of our own body and things that we wish we had but like there's always going to be a trade-off like you don't like this part of you but this part of you means that this great thing happens and if you want this other thing there's other pitfalls that come with that right so ultimately i wouldn't worry about it and also i don't know any embrace embrace your puffy vagina embrace your fucking puffy vagina like yeah, like I don't know what mine categorizes. Dude, as. me neither now. Like I'm, I'm wondering, like, everybody, like get a mirror, <laughs> get a mirror, go look it up. But <laughs> Margaret Cho has a song called "Fat Vagina." Oh, and it is in celebration of people with fat vaginas. So listen to go. that. Yeah, I might up. even have a fat vagina, and I didn't know. Ultimately, the only reason why you're calling in about this is because someone said it. It's mm-hmm. not yeah. like an insecurity that you had before. And ultimately, like, I think like insecurities that are brought on by comments of other people, those just need to be irrelevant because we already have enough, like, negative thoughts of ourselves that we're that we have, like, on our own time. Anything else that anyone wants to throw onto that, like, it's just fucking irrelevant. Like, if you didn't think about this before, it has to be. I don't I don't know a guy that would do that unless they were super insecure about something Mm -hmm. else or like they had. Yeah, it's just there's no there's no reason for that. They mm-hmm. should be happy to see a vagina no matter what. Yeah, it's like a guy if you're not into hooking up with him and then goes around and I've had like I didn't hook up with this one guy and he like went around and told everyone that he's like, oh, yeah, like she wanted to hook up with me and like I turned her down like she's such a sloppy girl. And I was like, but that that's we, we, we didn't hook up and I wasn't into you, but yeah. your ego gets so bruised that people turn around and say things just to, like hurt other people. And it just sounds like a fucking teenage boy. Mm-hmm. It really does. Unless you're saying it as a compliment. Right. Yeah, it's like, damn, girl, you got a fat vagina. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. fuck that fat vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe you, yeah, maybe you misheard it. Maybe mm-hmm. he maybe was it was a PHAT. That was, Is that still yeah. a thing? When no. you say fat vagina. No. <laughs> okay, guys. Do we have a producer's corner? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we have a producer's corner. Um, producer's corner is where Mel picks a either a callback question. Um, like somebody who has some feedback and color update, or maybe just a memorable question from um from the voicemail that we listened to. Yeah. So this one is a callback. Um. Yes. So this is from um episode six. Okay. So the original call um is a girl Megan. Sup? We have the same name. She made that joke in the call too, and she was calling because her boyfriend is going away to the Marine Corps, and she was not only very sad about it, she just had like a very bad feeling about him going um and feeling like something like bad was going to happen to him or something was going to go um go wrong and all of that stuff and she was feeling like very lonely and super upset about it and the advice that we gave in the podcast was um 
first I said to get a puppy, which I think I say all the time mm-hmm. to people. And yeah, people she like, she actually had one in hole, so she was getting. Oh, it she was getting a puppy. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. I hope in the call she says she got a puppy. Um, maybe she <laughs> named it Megan. We can all be named Megan. <laughs> um, uh, and I said that I agreed that that was a good idea. Um, and we like talked about like hobbies and stuff, and then about how um, having a bad feeling about it or having a feeling that something was going to go wrong was probably just her sadness manifesting itself with a purpose because sometimes it's hard to when you feel really sad you kind of feel like you're being a baby and then ultimately you kind of want that you to be sad for a reason it's not just like oh i'm gonna miss you it's like oh i'm i'm making this like i'm worried something bad might happen and all that stuff and so um we told her to like find some hobbies and spend time with friends and really pursue having a very active life so she's not just sitting at home and being upset because that's i mean definitely what would happen and so Mm -hmm. she's gonna call back cool and i already asked mel don't worry he didn't die yep so that's the update <laughs> those we fucked up I, mean, I was like oh my god it'd be so sad i hope there's a puppy hi megan this is um a callback you had given me advice um several months ago i'd say it was like the beginning of your podcast first opening i'm the one that had the boyfriend that enlisted in the marine corps and had the puppy on the way and having a submarine husky has really kept me distracted your advice really helped to kind of just reach out to my friends more and everything, and he'll be home soon in July for um, a little while. You know, it's coming to an end, and we've actually come out on the other end of this a lot stronger, much more serious than um, we had expected. And he is planning on redoing his contract to go um, active. And my only roadblock with that is he wants me to come with him. I have my own life here. I have a job. I'm a vet tech assistant. And I have the dog to think about now, too. And in order for me to go along with him, I would have to marry him. Now, that, you know, his contract wouldn't be up for replanning or whatever it's called. I'm not 100% sure. But that wouldn't happen until December of this, like, this past, this this year. And, um, you know, we wouldn't hear about what's going to happen there. And, you know, I don't want to end up going on base with him if he's going to end up being deployed. And then I'm kind of just stranded with, like, you know, nothing and no friends, you know, anything. I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. I know it's a long way out of the way if I should just take things as they come and think about it later. Or if it's, you know, something that's kind of stressing me out now, like what I should do about it. But thank you for all your advice from before. And thank you for the advice you're about to give me. Thank you. Bye. Well, he's not dead, so that's really good. Yeah, that's um, a win. The I have a lot of friends who have had good and bad scenarios with this kind of a thing. Um, I think something to... Sorry, I didn't even give you a chance. No, I, mean, I have no friends who've been through this, so take it away. Something to consider is... Like, what seems like you're already aware of is um, isolation, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes down to your relationship. It seems like you're a little hesitant about getting married and I'm not sure if it's just because you're not sure if you're ready for marriage or you're not sure if he's the right person Mm -hmm. or if it really is just the isolation. I've had some really good friends who have done that, who have married um, Marine and moved. And sometimes it's amazing and sometimes it's really hard. There are definitely hard moments in between. I have a lot of friends who have gotten married and have then since then their spouse has um, finished and everything's amazing. And it was a kind of a hard time in the beginning. Um, 
and then when they're done, you know, you start this beautiful life together. Um, but that I think is what makes it really hard is you don't always have that connection with the person. So you've survived this year and you've said you've, you know, become stronger. Um, it's just a, it's a big life decision. And I think you need to think about whether or not if he was here, if you would want to get married to him. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the first question is, is if this wasn't the only reason you were getting married, would this be the person for you? Um, and if so, then, you know, if you're thinking about a life together, it it would be worth it if you think he's the one that you meant to be with forever. Um, then it is wor- worth working on and worth moving for and worth uh, making that transition for. But if not, then it then it's something that maybe you should hold off on or three years is a really long time, uh, but people change. So it's, it's, yeah. it's really comes down to the relationship that you've built together and whether you think that you, whether you have the, the, you can picture yourself with him, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years down the line, because at that point it is worth it. But can you like, like, I get that he's saying that he wants you to go with him and you've already spent this much amount of time apart, but like, can you try spending another year doing what you did and then just because I I mean my thing is like you went into this and you're like we came out stronger than before and more serious and that surprised me it's just like it's a lot immediately to go from like wow we survived this one thing and we got through all of this and we became stronger and like we're way closer and way more serious but that doesn't necessarily equate to marriage right and so I think I think exactly what you're saying. Like, if he was here, would you marry him right now? And also you can – I mean, I can't I, – I, I honestly don't know what I would do if I was in this situation. Like, if Mots had to, like, go away somewhere and the only way we could be – like, the only – like, it would we would have to either be apart for three years or we'd have to get married. I would still have to think about it because, like, ultimately, like, I see him that, like, that's what we want. That's, like, who I want – that's, like, who I know I'm going to end up with and all that stuff. But ultimately, like, it's not necessarily so much about – the relationship with him, it's more about kind of me where I'm like, I don't, I'm not, it's like, you are the person I want to do that with, but like, I don't want to do that yet. Like I'm not there yet. And so ultimately, like, I think, um, really figure that out. If that's something that you want for you right now, even if he's like that dream guy and as much, and as difficult as this like year was and all that stuff, like maybe, I don't know. It's just like, it seems like it's difficult. And the, the, like the relocating thing is scary regardless of, mm-hmm. <clears throat> regardless of whether you had to be married or not. But, um, she said she was a, a veterinarian, I think, mm-hmm. right. That's what she was saying. Mm-hmm. She's a vet tech. The good thing about that is that you, you will immediately find other people to connect with there. Um, you're, you're being taken away from everything that you know, but if that is a decision that you, you do make, mm-hmm. you it's not like you're going to be sitting there doing nothing and and yeah. have no outlet. Um, you know, you can still operate and have a normal life um, on base. There's a lot of support base. for people like that. There's too. a lot of support, like a lot of other like wives and girlfriends and, and a women. Lot of, in a lot there. of them are young too. Yeah, who haven't gone through that. There's a YouTuber I watched, which I'm pretty sure I recommended to you in the first call, Casey Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just moved with where her boyfriend got stationed or her husband now, where he got stationed. And um, yeah, there's like just like a, there's a lot of support groups. Um, for women who are in a very similar situation. But I also understand, like, for me, that, yes, that is a total comforting thought, but it's 
it's not like yeah you're giving up something yeah, like you're you giving up things that you don't necessarily other relationships people don't have to give up yeah. and i think that's kind of where it becomes difficult like there is more being asked of you in this relationship both of you there's more being asked of both of you in this relationship than any yeah. uh, in a relationship that didn't without these jobs like it's a factor yeah. that really affects your personal relationship that's a business or I a think, job thing. Uh, emotionally now, you know, he's obviously got a really tough job to do. But um, speaking of emotions, um, for the most part, he almost has it easier because he he's going away to, you know, t- to do this very intense thing. Whereas you're it's always harder to be the one that's not doing as much or the one mm-hmm. that's behind the one the one that's waiting. It's, it's much more of a difficult task than to be the one that's going somewhere and knows that someone's waiting for them. Um, cause th- for him, it's a comforting thought to know that he has you and that you're going to be there and that you guys are solid. But, um, for you, it's, it's definitely more challenging. Um, so it really is, it comes down to your relationship and kind of what, what your fears are kind of from the original call you mm-hmm. were talking about. Um, if your fears were irrational, or if they were rational, and I think you kind of have to apply the same thing because we basically break down like pros and cons and mm-hmm. what are you afraid of? And, is it is it real? And then also, is is he the really the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with? Because going into it, these first couple of years are going to be really difficult. It's figuring out what you can live with too. Like, can you live? Can you live through these three years of being miserable? If that means that you guys can come out on top, and are you willing to give that a chance, or um, could you not survive those three years? And like, yeah. yeah. And so. you might be super super happy. There are you know a lot of times you do like you said, there's support groups, and you really do connect with a lot of people going this uh, through the same thing um, and you'll have your dog and you mm-hmm. get major discounts when you have <laughs> your military wife. It's true. Uh, that just Costco. definitely doesn't, please do not make that your reason for <laughs> getting married. Uh, but there are, there are, you say Costco? Yeah, you get a good discount at Costco. Yeah. <laughs> Practically, there yeah. is a lot of good things that come with it. But yeah, I mean, it is, it's just going to be, I think your, your biggest decision should come down to you and him and mm-hmm. whether that relationship is solid enough regardless of if this yeah. was a a component and then work from yeah. there. Yeah, they have also haven't had that much time together, yeah, physically they, together. Right, because they were only That's, dating for a year before that. Mm-hmm. That makes it really tough. Yeah. And, yeah. and that the, the great point. I was thinking about that too because that means that when you guys do spend time together and then afterwards, you are going to go through a lot of growing pains because you – you may think that you know each other really mm-hmm. well, and it, it, I feel like it's distance, like the Bachelor. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> distance really, um, I think, almost makes people feel closer because it's yeah. intense, and you don't want to fight when you have only a small amount of time right. together. You want to cherish that. But when they do get home, or when you you do reunite, um, they're just everyday things, living habits like that. you don't shut the cabinets when you do like like things that you don't Toilet have to worry seat, about changing the toilet paper which direction the toilet paper goes it is it is a talking point it is. like it's yeah there's those things that you know um you don't really really know how someone mm-hmm. operates or things that you they they're so little when you have such they, they really don't affect you when you have such little time with somebody and then when you have like an, a boundless endless amount of time with not obviously because like no one has that but when when there isn't that There's pressure no end point, yeah. yeah like yeah. you th- those things that you didn't mind you might start to mind um, and that's also really natural and really normal but then when you're put in a high stress situation like that can get that might get 
like really get to you and be frustrating. I would also say my last piece of advice. Um, if you don't know any people who've been through this situation specifically, if there's any women you can talk to, if you know them totally, mm -hmm. but also Megan has gotten very into Reddit. I mean, me, Megan, Oh, your name's Megan too. Um, I've gotten very into like Reddit and subreddit recently of like things like, like, like if you don't know anybody who's been through this exact thing, like, yeah, there's go, yeah, find like, like chat rooms and find like read things about all of that stuff because mm -hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's very hard to make a decision. Um, and you're definitely not alone in this. No, not at all. I'm sure, I mean, they, when they, tons and tons of people have gone through all of this and yeah. they've definitely, I'm sure would be like happy to share uh, their stories. So you know what you're getting into because I think that would be the biggest fear for me is it's committing to something. I like to be mentally prepared for everything. And this is something that's kind of like, you have to commit to something without really knowing uh, what the whole situation is going to be like once you're there and then yeah. how it's going to be the whole time that you're there. Yeah, I would just, yeah talk to some people. I said, I say you call in and you talk to us. I'm like, talk to other people. It's <laughs> my advice. Talk to people who are more qualified. And also call back and update because I, yes, I do want to know. know. Yeah. I want to know. And send pictures of your dog. Tweet pictures yeah. of your dog. I want to see. I want a dog. Okay. Well, that's it for this episode. Yeah. Can I make a note? Um, yes. Guys, when you guys call in and you have callbacks, please, can you uh, state what episode that the call was in? Because we're getting very deep and it was a little hard to find. Yeah. Episode six. Sasha yeah. recognized it before I did. I was like, I don't know <laughs> what this one's from. Her name is Megan. Her name is Just like me. Um, well, thank you so much, Sasha, for being on this. Yeah, I'm so, so happy. Um, and you guys can follow Sasha on social. What's your social media handles? Sasha. Sasha Peters. Pew, 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 pew. Sasha Peters on 27 on Instagram. Yes, it's 27. And then Sasha with an extra A, Petersa oh. on Twitter because somebody took my name. Really? I bet they're holding it for a lot of money, too. I bet they are, and I'm not willing to pay. No, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, and if you guys want to check out our movie, um, you can get it on DVD, and it's on digital. It's yeah, called yeah, The Honor yeah. List, and I mean, we can put it in the show notes. And if you also look on any social media, I'm pimping it out hard because I need a job. <laughs> Post all of this. Um, and yeah, if you guys like this, uh, if you like the podcast, I mean, yes, welcome back to season two. Make sure to leave us a review in the Apple Podcast app. And then if you have calls for the next couple episodes or, you know, this whole season, we're starting fresh. We're starting new. You can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. Go me. And international callers, again, meganpodcast at gmail.com. Send a audio message. Um, and and yeah, we would we would really very much love to hear from you. Cool. Oh, guys, yeah. And we're back weekly. Did we tell them that? Nope. <gasps> oh, my God. Weekly. Plot twist. Surprise. This is now a weekly podcast. So for all of you who have been asking for it, which I'm not just saying that people have actually asked, we are now weekly. Um, so that means there's more people, more guests, more questions, more opportunities for you guys to uh, get your uh, questions answered. Um, so, yeah, I will I will I will be in your ears or in your car. That sounds creepy. Uh, next week. And, uh, you know. He'll be in my car. I'll be in your car. Okay, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced, directed, and edited by Melissa DeMons, camera operator Shireen Younes, post-production sound by Chris Henry, production assistant Julie Carley, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I'll see you guys next week, and don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then. <laughs> oh.